I discovered an extra verse to the Billy Joel song <laughs> that was played this morning. And it went like this, Adam in the garden, Cain's gone murdering, Noah's reign, Job's pain, Sarah can't have kids again, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob tried to fight God back, Joseph's hole, Moses' role, running from Ambibelech, Samuel, Saul's rule, David's cool and then a fool, Solomon, Rehoboam, this family's got some problems. Herod's reign, Pilate's lame, Judas tries to shift the blame, Saul's attack and then comes back and Sam's preaching and he's just the same. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. We didn't start the fire. There seems to be this thing. This thing, and we've sensed it as we've seen the images. And we've dealt with the calamity that we have all seen, particularly over the past few years. Pandemics, war, strife. And when I come to Good Friday, it's an opportunity for me to be courageous enough to dare to look at myself, to say that within myself, uh, there is a smaller version of this fire that contributes to this bigger thing. In fact, for all of us, I think the irony, whether you're a Christian or not, is that we... We rail against the fire, we rail against the catastrophe, we rail against the calamity and yet we refuse to acknowledge the cause. It's like we are tired of the fire and yet we won't acknowledge the spark. What is that? It's what been always burning since the world was turning. It's sin. To which some of you modern people say, oh, seriously, we're not going there, are we? <laughs> you and you Christians and your sin and beating us over the head with that sort of stuff. Look, dare I say to you, sin's not a Christian thing. Sin is a thing thing. <laughs> sin or the concept of sin has been through and woven through cultures all throughout history, way before Jesus Christ came onto the scene. Sin is a thing thing. Because sin for us is to say that if we're courageous enough, whether we're a Christian or not, that the difference between us and a Putin is not a matter of nature, but a matter of degrees Celsius. Sin's a thing thing. That there is a sense within us all that we have somehow fallen short, as Romans says, of the glory of God. To which I say, as you know, I always say, sin is not good deeds versus bad deeds. Sin is not that you are a bad person. Sin is simply in its acronym, self-interest nurtured. And that's where I would push you today. If you are not a Christian or you're watching in on this and you're not a person of faith, can I push you hard enough today to suggest that even you could fit that definition? That there is something within all of ourselves that is simply for ourselves. And whilst war and strife and hardship is, doesn't have an X or a Y chromosome, 
associated with it, there seems to be something that is happening. We didn't start the fire. And that's what we say, right? We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. In other words, what we say is, oh, yeah, but I'm just human. (laughs) I was brought up that way. You don't know my childhood. It was a tough time. I've got a reason to be like this. Which I say is fine, because if you want that line, and you want to live by that line, can I suggest to you that we find ourselves snookered? (laughs) We're snookered, because if we're going to buy that line, then please, can I say to you, particularly if you're not a person of faith, please don't get angry at the suffering and injustice in the world around you. For all of that suffering and pain that we see on our TV screens is merely just the cumulative effect of these atoms that happen to mysteriously coagulate and float around the sun. (laughs) If there is no God, who are we to get angry at pain and injustice? But Christians, please don't let yourself off the hook. If we're just human, then we have to acknowledge that as Christians, as holy as we may think we are, we run into this blaze with pockets full of jiffy firelighters. (laughs) We walk into our families and our workplaces with parts of ourselves that we know either implicitly or complicitly contribute to the inferno. And so you might be angry at the injustice and the suffering that's happening around you. But I think the deeper question for many people when it comes to these things that are happening in the world is they say, where is God in all of this? If God is so good, why do bad things happen to people? Where is God in all of this pain and suffering? And at Easter, the answer is here. Here. The cross. It means no matter which way you look at it, first of all, if you are angry, if you are angry at suffering and injustice and the fire and the inferno, then at the cross what we see is that God is just as angry at it too. That is the preacher Don Carson said, the cross is the place where the love of God and the wrath of God, the fire of God, kiss. And where all of his wrath and his anger at the problems of this world are poured out upon him. And yet if you are in a state of pain or emotion this morning where you're not up for the intellectual debate about the wrath of God. If you're saying, where is God in my pain? Where is God in the things that I've lost? Where is God in the things that I don't understand? He's here. He's here. It says that he bore our pain and our suffering in Isaiah 53. Which means we have a God in Jesus Christ who doesn't stay absent from the suffering, but subjects himself to it. It means he understands you. He understands what it is to feel the pain. He understands what it is to feel the suffering. He understands what it is to feel the mystery of a God that has left him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He understands what it means to be left lonely and mysteriously confused in the pain of the world. Which for me, I say that is the greatest gift, the cross that Christianity gives to the watching world. Because it means he understands you. 
And most of all for me, it means in this leader, in this religious leader, of all of the religious leaders around the world, get this, of all the leaders around the world, at least this religious leader had the gumption to swallow his own medicine. I mean, where do you get leadership like that in the world these days? (laughs) And can I say to you, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I challenge you to find a better leader in the world, not just in his teachings, but his, his willingness to live by what he taught and his willingness to be with us in the mess. I don't see a politician. I don't see a church leader. I don't see anyone in this world that has the gumption that Jesus Christ had at the cross. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. We didn't light it. But a Christian is this. A Christian is one who says, we didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. A Christian is someone who says that thankfully on Good Friday, Jesus saves us from the consequences of sin, so we have the freedom to deal with its cause. A Christian is someone who no longer hides behind their lack of responsibility for sin in the world and says, it's my responsibility to fight it individually, to be grateful for the, for the way that Jesus Christ has saved me from the consequence of sin so I can deal with it in my own life. That each and every week in this place, if you wonder what we do, we're just trying to get rid of firelighters out of our pockets here in this place at the cross before we take it back out into our families and our friendships and the world around us. We didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. And can you imagine, how's this for a radical idea? Like, what if, what if we started a movement of little firefighters in this world that we've seen? What if we started a movement where people got together in groups and they learnt from a central teacher how it is to deal with the small embers and sparks that emanate from their own souls? And what if they got together in order to work their own stuff out before they went and took this out and contributed to the inferno and the rest of the world? And imagine if that was like placed in Crow's Nest and Taramara and New South Wales and Australia. Imagine if there were all of these little cells of these organisations all around the world. Don't you think it could be possible that this fire and inferno would at least start to be partially extinguished? Wouldn't that be a great idea? What a novel idea. What a novel idea of a bunch of people getting together in order to extinguish the flames. The church of Jesus Christ is nothing new. It's been pushing forward into the inferno since he arrived on the scene in this moment that we celebrate in the saddest of ways on Good Friday. What it means for you this morning, whether you're a Christian or not, is that you have a responsibility when you walk back out into this world to either A, have the courage to declare that it's merely not a matter of nature but a matter of degrees. And that the good news, if there is good news on Good Friday, that Jesus Christ wants to lead you into a place in which you can at least keep your mini blaze under control. We didn't start the fire. We didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. And so I invite you this morning, as we come to reflect on Jesus Christ's sacrifice, the role and the responsibility that you have to get these things under control in your life, but more importantly, to rejoice in the way that Jesus Christ wants you to lead you into that place of freedom, where you're not out of control with these things in your life that he's paid for the consequences of your sin so you can be dealing with its cause.
And so I invite you this morning, there are post-it notes. If you would like to come and bring this stuff that for many of us haunts us, troubles us, holds us back, I invite you to come and write that on a post-it note this morning as we worship and bring it and stick it here on the cross or leave it at the foot of the cross. Maybe, maybe this morning you're not the sort of person who's really even in the space to think about the intellectual things of, that you've done in your life and you're like, Sam, you know what, I'm just, I'm just in too much pain to be dealing with that at the moment. And the good news is he gets you. He understands you. And so if it's not your sin, then on the post-it note, write your pain and place it with him on the cross. The thing that joins you to him this morning, that he understands you and that he gets you. And he's the only leader in the world that I know of that had the gumption to swallow his own medicine. So come forward, write on notes, reflect, do what you want to do in this moment to understand that you've got a God who's just as angry at the injustice of the world as you are. A God who has freed you from the consequences of your sin so you can deal with it. But most of all, a God, a God in Jesus Christ at the cross who understands you. Move to the sides of the auditorium, anyone who'd like to get a post-it note. Join me in that process of reflection. Move around the room as you see fit this morning as we just listen.